1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Lee Griffiths is ready for a Celtic comeback As the Premiership returns this weekend Alfredo Morelos' his international exploits Could rule him out of Rangers' trip to Hamilton And Scotland will take on Israel Then Norway or Serbia In a bid to reach Euro 2020 I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Club football will explode Back onto the domestic front this weekend Like a burst appendix But <laughs> there will be no pain Only gain for Celtic and Rangers Against Livingston and Hamilton Aki's Morelos or no Morelos No guarantees for anybody else In the Premiership though Whether they're at home or away But here is the oddest stat of the weekend hmm. Partick Thistle are playing Penny Cook Athletic from the East of Scotland Juniors in the Scottish Cup at Firhill tomorrow. The Juniors are bringing 1,500 wow. fans. The biggest away support at Firhill this season. Fit but daft. Honest, that's the, you just can't beat him. Even past his 70th <laughs> birthday, he's still out there during the week, digging around, getting the, these gems, Alex, to bring us I'll tell on you, a Friday night. I'll tell you who told me. Ian McCall The oh Partick Thistle manager I was up at Firhill Seeing college during the week and on, he a, told me. on a serious note Alex When the international yes. break uh, Doesn't go well It seems really long And then you're really yes. desperate to, to get it back This one was fine It, it was good we, we now know where we're at we, and we'll, we'll touch on that later on I'm sure um, But nevertheless Just because of how Finely poised it is In the Premiership Can't wait to get back going yeah, for me, it's uh, it's all about getting back to business. Hugh talks about domestic business. It's the bread and butter. You know, I look at the, the both Rangers and Celtic. They look on paper to have easy ties, but there is some brilliant ties over the course of the weekend. Hibs, Motherwell, Ross Jack, uh, sorry. Uh, Jack Ross. Jack Ross's first game, St Mirren, uh, a home to Ross County. So there's plenty to review over the course of the next couple of hours. Uh, possibly one for the second hour or a bit later on, Hugh, but we now know our fate. Mm. If we're going to get there, we're going to have to take on Israel, familiar opposition. And then it's a trip to either Serbia or Norway five days later. Wow. Well, if you've been realistic, if you can't beat Israel at Hamden, then you've got no place at Euro 2020 anyway. However, I would rather avoid, at all costs, Norway away from home, I think, with the kind of striking power they have, including Mohamed El Yunusi, now at Celtic, and the defensive solidity that they have, including. Christopher Ayer Now it's Celtic 0141 That's the number You need to get us on You can tweet us At Clyde SSB uh, Luckily last night's Third option Of turn up at the door And ring the bell Is off the table We're back yes. to basics tonight Give us a call Or send us a tweet And let us know What's on your mind Domestic football's back I know some of you Long for the day When the domestic football Returns So there are no excuses well, Everyone's involved Over the weekend Give us a call Let us know what you're thinking My wife did say to me You're not bringing that lot up here You know <laughs> That's so. the next step We're working on that for a Christmas special <laughs> Christmas Eve come up to my house Christmas Eve at Shuggies the West Wing Hugo <laughs> yeah, Plenty of space in Casa Rey, I must say oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, gonna have to look into that one Anyway um, Give us a call please On the lines Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's go through some of the talking points Lee Griffiths could be set oh. to make his first appearance Since August this weekend The striker is included In the squad for tomorrow's game against Livingston He scored a double for the reserves in midweek If you keep an eye on these things uh, Celtic boss Neil Lennon says he's Worked hard to get to this point again 
Slowly but surely, it's you know he's he had an hour there on Tuesday. You know he looked looked good in the hour, um, so he'll be he'll be in around it now. You know he's happy and he, he needs to stay there now. He needs to not only stay there, improve his condition and keep improving it. You know it's it's bit by bit, but you know seen enough now to to think you know he may make a a contribution. We've got eleven games between now and the end of December and. You know, we will be using the squad and, and Lee obviously is a part of that. If you're a human being with any sensitivity, you want to see uh, a man who's been deeply troubled for almost a year come back from uh, that personal issue that he's been dealing with. Uh, if you're a rival fan, you don't want to see Celtic getting Lee Griffiths back on top of Odson Edward. But for Celtic, what a timely return it would be if Lee Griffiths can come back and maintain his comeback uh, there's plenty of time between now and the transfer window Celtic have Odson Edward and then no backup unless Lee Griffiths can come back the player that he was so good luck to him yeah absolutely I think uh, it's good to see him back it's been a really tough road for him you know he's obviously he's off field issues and then like, try to get back up healthy uh, and to get the couple of goals so quickly it's obviously fast tracked him into uh, Neil Lennon's Plans and with the 11 games, as Neil said, they're going to need everyone to kind of facilitate these games. Yeah, I mean, Celtic clearly need whether it's Lee Griffiths or anyone else, Hugh, they just yeah, need somebody yeah. to help um, Odds and Edward. It's more significant because it is Lee Griffiths. Everyone knows what he's capable of, yeah. everyone knows what he's been through as well. Um, w- w- would you expect to, to see him feature tomorrow? He is in the squad, he's played three league games. In 2019 Now 2019 is almost over In case you hadn't noticed yeah. He's played three league games in 2019 These things end up um, You know Time goes by so fast And all yeah. of a sudden You realise just how long it's been Well therefore The scenario tomorrow I would imagine Would be that uh, Neil Lennon would hope To see Celtic Build up a convincing lead Against Livingston uh, Lee Griffiths would come on To a tumultuous reception From the Celtic fans uh, And then they would hope To see him Score a goal And Kick on from there And we're back to that Old uh, Pendulum Alex Of Celtic yes. playing Saturday What can they do What sort of marker Do they put down And then Rangers Will have to respond Appropriately on Sunday Yeah absolutely I mean you look at uh, Livingston's form Recently I think it's 1-1 and 10 You know I think that was Obviously against Celtic as well So I would expect Celtic Particularly at home Gordon we've mentioned This time after time How dominant they are uh, And they'll be looking To rack up some goals as well In terms of the goal difference uh, uh, At the end of the season So uh, in terms of Lee Griffiths What you just mentioned there I would expect him to get A little cameo at the end I wouldn't expect him to play A long part Gordon pure, purely for the point As he hasn't played since August So it's just a case of Phasing them in slowly And then again You don't have to compare them It's not a competition But by the simple fact That it's away from home Does yeah. Rangers challenge This weekend go down As the harder one? Uh, I think the fact that You have AstroTurf I think uh, you look back at recent times I think you get George Oakley up top You've got Miller as well Who can score goals So I think they've got a goal in them But when you look at the form as well Gordon I think it's 1-1-12 one, one uh, And that was against Livingston So they're hardly pulling up any trees either So I would expect the both of them To come through unscathed Right 0141-951-1025 And the phone's Twitter is at Clyde SSB Let's speak to Ryan uh, Who's from Wisher But he's actually just a bit Outside Wisher at the moment He's in Cancun, Mexico Hi Ryan <laughs> Hi there, Gordon. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? Better than us, yeah. I suspect. It's yeah, freezing I'm here. I'm good, mate. Oh, good. I know that. I thought that's why I actually phoned <laughs> up. I thought I would just rub it in because I know you were meant to be in Dubai. And I thought I'll just phone up and say, well, I'm in Mexico and it's about 29 degrees. So 
can't complain yeah, that's, the, that's the level of sympathy and understanding you get from from the, the football fan base in this country You can't beat it warm, heartening Merry Christmas Ryan, we hope it pours tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> Monsoon Will you be managing to watch the game Ryan tomorrow? Will you watch the game tomorrow? Well, I might manage to see it It's on around about 10am So oh. I might have a pina colada in my hand watching you, the game Will you be back so, yeah. in by then Ryan? Will you be back home by then? Uh, uh, you just be getting in? No, no I, 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 well, you never know. I mean, I was on it. I was on it last night. I was at Coco Bongos last night, so I'm a bit worse for wear today. That's why I thought I'd get the phone in, listen to you guys, and have a few cocktails. Quite right. What about the football then? What are you expecting? Anything untoward, or is it, does this go down as a straightforward weekend for Celtic in your eyes? Well, I would like to think it's going to be a straightforward weekend. I mean, as I was saying, you know, Neil Lennon's doing a fantastic job. I have to admit, I was one of the guys who. First question when he came back in, but hats off to him. He's been great in Europe as well. The game against Lazio was fantastic. And I think tomorrow, you know, we should be looking at convincing 3 or 4 0. I mean, one of my main points as well is great to see Steve Clark performing very well with Scotland. I think, as you say, it's going to be, you know, we should be able to mm. beat Israel at Hamden, but Serbia or Norway isn't going to be any easy feat. And that's why I'm hoping as well that. Lee Griffiths comes back with a point to prove and maybe he can put himself in contention next year for these playoffs. Um, but yeah, I think tomorrow, I think we need to make another statement. Uh, you know, Rangers are doing very well. I said at the start of the season it would be another helicopter Sunday and I still firmly believe that. But I think tomorrow should be pretty straightforward and hopefully Hamilton can do us a favour and maybe Rangers drop a few points on Sunday. Uh, Celtic are undefeated at home in the league this season. Uh, Livy embarrassed them I thought at uh, the spaghetti ad uh, I thought Celtic were very very poor Livy were very good and the combination of both led to Celtic uh, leaving behind all three points however at Celtic Park tomorrow it would be a major mistake on Celtic's part uh, a calamitous blow to them if they were to lose the game to Libby I can only see a, a Celtic victory by two or three If you're looking for clues Alex of, of signs of weakness if you like among Celtic and Rangers at home there haven't been many Motherwell pushed Rangers kind of close at Ibrox yeah. um, did okay as well at Celtic Park but, but that aside you're, we're still waiting for the first sign that some team can go there and, and get at them and, and make life difficult or yeah, and absolutely, Gordon. I, I, I just look a, across the league and out with either Rangers and Celtic. I do not know where a win for anyone else is going to come, particularly at Parkhead or at Ibrox, because when you look at the personnel that they both have at the moment, in terms of even in the bench, you know, guys that can change the match, and then I look at what you know your Livingston and your Hamiltons have, and I just don't see them having it. You know, you think can Lyndon Dykes have another performance like he did a couple of weeks ago? You know, Little Lawless, Pittman. They just don't have enough of the ball, Gordon. You know, and unless they they kind of keep it compact and then hope for the odd little free kick or a long throw, because they obviously get some uh, joy from that. But in the main, I can't see them touch them. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves, Ryan. Lee Griffiths hasn't even come back yet. He's not played a lot of football. But if this is to be the first stage on his return, how important could the timing be for Celtic? Because we know that the festive period is busy, to say the least. Celtic are going to be fighting on a couple of fronts. Could this be a real crucial time for him to come back in? Well, I would say so. I mean, it's in my opinion, it's very much a case of if he doesn't come back and start firing in the goals, we have to go out in January and spend some money. Um, Bio 
isn't looking the part in my opinion. He also seems to be a bit injury prone as well. Eduard is fantastic and you know, but we need to remember the guy's only twenty, twenty one and he needs a rest and he needs some help. But as far as I'm concerned, looking in into December it's going to be a massive and a crucial month with the the Old Firm Cup final and then the Old Firm at the end of December. My hope is Celtic just managed to whitewash everybody while Rangers drop a few points on the road. Um, but I'll just add, guys, I'm just going to go and get another pina colada <laughs> so you guys enjoy the cold um, and I'll enjoy my next another five days out here in Cancun, OK? Brilliant, Ryan. You enjoy oh, yourself. Please drink responsibly. That was Ryan uh, from Wisher in Cancun. 01419511025 on the lines. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Uh, speaking about Celtic strikers, no real surprise There's speculation about Odson Edward Given the form he's been in Neil Lennon says Any clubs coming in for him in January Will be wasting their time Can't stop them You know we don't want to sell And um, He's A real asset for us And I would doubt we would, Like I said You know Weeks ago I'm quite comfortable about January With the business that we've done The first half of the season uh, I don't envisage Any of our players You know Leaving for you know, especially you know the the real assets that we have in the team because you know we we have a job to do here and we're really sort of focused on on the season ahead and um, like you know we can't stop teams coming in and making bids but you know, as far as I'm concerned he's not for sale. Z is a Celtic fan from Falkirk talking about Lee Griffiths, Odson Edward. Z, how do you feel about Celtic striking options at the moment? Well, at the moment I think Celtic have got a very good strike force technically. They play with the ball very good at the feet. Um, but my point was going to be, I still think, even if Lee Griffiths came back or was banging in goals before January, Celtic need to still go out and strengthen up front. And we need a different kind of striker, in my opinion. Um, like I watched Morelos play. Morelos is a different kind of striker to Edward. Edward's fantastic. I'd have Edward over the two of them. But Morelos brings something different to, to our team. And I think Celtic needs that kind of player. A boy that can even come on for 10, 20 minutes at the end of a game, you can lump a ball along when you, when you need a goal. Something different to what we've not got at the moment. Well, I agree that Celtic uh, do need to explore the purchase of a striker uh, because they, along with the fans, have to wait and see how Lee Griffiths does come back, whether it's a, a permanent comeback or a troubled comeback. Uh, Celtic will need to look at options in January. Uh, understand what you're talking about. You know the uh, John Hartson, Chris Sutton type that would uh, really give opposition defences something to think about and have a goal threat at the same time. Whatever New Lennon has in mind, Celtic do need to explore the striker market. Z, is there a danger though that you go for someone so different, someone so different from what you've already got? But what an actual fact that means is that it doesn't suit the style of play that Celtic play with anyway. Is that, is that a potential no, danger? Right. Aye, that is a potential danger, but you always need to have a backup. Like, see, when Celtic, the game that comes to my mind is the Livingston away game when we go beat. And Odson Edward, for all he is, sometimes he drifts to the left, sometimes he drifts to the right, and you've got Forrest going through the middle or Elianusi. But sometimes these boys get out muscled a little bit. But when you watch, like, somebody like John Hartson back in the day, he would be right. He would be hustling with the defenders and making them weaker, whereas our strike force sometimes, when it gets tough a little bit, sometimes, like, very fancy it, if you know, if you know what I mean. 
I think there are many reasons why Celtic went down at Livingston. Um, I wouldn't blame Hodgson Edward. He had an off day, or a day that fell beneath his very high standards. But I think Gordon makes a an interesting point that Neil Lennon has now developed a style of play, and uh, he doesn't necessarily need a John Hartz nor a Chris Sutton. Uh, very happy to take one if they came along. Uh, but I think he has a style of play in mind, and therefore a style of player in mind. Yeah, I think I think if you look at Griffiths, I think the next few weeks are, are paramount for his where he goes from here on in. You, uh, if you look at the personnel that Celtic have at their disposal, Edward Griffiths, Rogic, Sinclair, Elanusi, Hayes, mm. Bio, Forrest, Christie. Now, if you're talking about adding another guy with a bit of height, a bit of presence, he for me would be warming the bench because. Edward brings that in abundance You know he's bullying people He's out muscling people He's power running He's scoring goals And he's bringing people into play So he would probably sit on the bench Because I think he's played 24 games or so So far Edward I don't see that guy uh, easing up any time soon Due to the fact he's only a, a young boy With everything in front of him Thank you very much to Z in Falkirk 0141-951-1025 Neil Lennon's actually just popped up on the television Hugh in his Celtic tracksuit as you're, you're used to which made me think about having seen him this morning in his tuxedo yes. uh, conducting the choir in Celtic's Christmas advert and I just can't help but wondering if if, if a, a part for you is, is round the corner somewhere it seems to me like the, the next obvious step Well an elf or a, maybe a skelf um, but, but I, I, I I have a big Christmas plan in mind of my own. Do you? Yeah. You going for all right? Okay. But, but we'll keep let's reiterate for a small fee. It's available for. It's <laughs> available for time. Uh, the advert was pretty funny, I must admit. But I think I think I can definitely see a part for you uh, next year. Right. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five Rangers fans. Ideal time for you to get involved because we're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard. He's singing the praises of Glenn Kamara. Is there going to be any? Interest in him in January uh, And Alfredo Morelos He's been away international duty And that might rule him out Of the weekend Is that okay? Jermaine Defoe just come in and, and take his place Or is that a bit of a concern? Let us know right now We'll get some travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I must say, Alex, I feel like he's he's looking sharper than usual. Oh, dapper tonight, Dan, dapper Mr. Dan. Keevans. I mean, I know he always is. He's a man of impeccable standards, but there, there's just something about that that tie and, and collar combination. He means I'll tell you he why. Means business. Because I thought I'd go retro tonight. Because the listeners should know that the lads are going out tonight for oh. a bit of a bit of a meal, <laughs> as in us three uh, and and several others. So I thought I'll go retro. I'll go the way I used to be when I worked in the newspaper industry and I'll put a collar and tie on. He's looking good. He is looking good, isn't he? Oh, he he's looking brilliant. He's put me to shame. I'm uh, Sport Billy here. And I also feel like you're apprentice, Hugh, because you are known across the country as Lord Lift. Correct. And I am temporarily Lord Lift Junior because I can't drive. So Alex Ray is going to have to take us both. Oh, yes. There you are. Lord Lift. Via the Savoy tonight, Hugo. Lord Lift and Lord Lift Light. Honestly, Hugh Keevan's apprentice. What does it become, right? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five at Clyde SSB. Uh, let's hear from your Rangers fans right now. Stephen Gerrard says Glenn Kamara's going nowhere. Um, hopefully, amid reported interest in the Rangers midfielder, the twenty-three-year-old um, been in decent form since moving to Ibrox from Dundee in January. Recently, been linked with a number of clubs, uh, many of which in England. The manager says at the moment, though, no firm interest. Glenn's doing fine. Glenn got a real good, strong contract here when he came from Dundee. And um, we we pounced for him nice and early to make sure he got here six months in advance. Um, 
So he's got a real strong, healthy contract. He's in good form. He's playing well. Um, but the, the message for Glenn and the other players out there is we always reward our players for consistent performances over a long period of time. And Glenn will be treated no different. Um, so all the players need to continue to, to win football matches and try and do everything they can to bring success back to the club. And then they won't have to worry about contracts. I'm sure they'll get well looked after. He's still young as well, of course. He's going to have days where he's not... Um, Nine, ten out of ten, of course, he, he's a human being, but uh, I've been absolutely delighted with Glenn Kamara since he came in the door, and um, sometimes I still have to pinch myself to, to realise that we got that player for, for how we did and what we got him for. An absolute snip, Gordon, and uh, when you look at his performances this year, he's, he's featured in all the big games, Legia Warsaw, Feyenoord, Young Boys, and you know I think that's him just qualified as well for Finland, so... To get him for a song that was reported to be 50 grand, uh, you look at his technical ability, I think one of the key things that Rangers were missing in recent years was people who could keep the ball, manipulate the ball, and he can do that uh, in a bunch. And again, he's going to learn with Gerard, uh, Gary McAllister around about him as well, Stephen Davis and the team, Jack's going to a new level as well. So uh, the future's bright and uh, you know there's no firm interest as he said there, however... If he continues to play like that, I'm sure there will be. Time will tell how good a signing Glenn Kamara becomes. Hugh, he's already been a good at fifty grand. He's already a good signing. I think that's clear, because in nowadays, you know that that market, that's clearly not very much money. However, if he helps Rangers win something, or he then goes for multiple times that fifty grand, that's when you fully realise just how good a piece of business it's been. If I'm at Dundee, I turn to someone and say, <laughs> "Why was he not playing? Why?" Did we let this guy Well the contract was, was almost up Wasn't it Yeah but he wasn't playing either Gordon So you, you at least play him And then you try and entice him Into uh, signing a longer term contract There will be a list of players Who Because of Rangers Financial situation uh, Will be allowed to go in January Happily Allowed to go in January To get them off the wage bill But Kamara No matter the money Offered for him Should any come along Will not be sold in January like Morelos, like any player that Steven Gerrard believes would you really, can win the title. Would you, would you really put him in the same bracket though? Given not that the same bracket, Gordon, but if someone was of a mind to offer however many, two, three, four million, whatever for Kamara, he would fall under the category of those who are going nowhere in January. We you know, have a think about it in the summertime, but not mid-championship. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting point in terms of uh, Camaro um, Because I think it would go for a lot more If you're talking about English Premiership clubs I think two million is an absolute snip I think it would be a, a considerably high on that uh, When I look at some of the players that are actually playing at that kind of level um, Having spoken to one or two Premier League managers in the summer You know, it's just so inflated to you So if there was a bid It's an interesting point I know we're obviously not trying to get people out the door He says there's no uh, firm interest If... There was a, a a substantial offer for him. I think Rangers would be better placed in terms of getting a midfielder in. You know, you've got Andy King still there. You've got uh, Arfield still there. Yeah, so you've got cover there from that. Whereas I think it's a different proposition with Morelos due to the fact that he brings to the team goal wise. Uh, Alfredo Morelos is a doubt for the game at Hamilton on Sunday. He's not even back yet from from international duty. I don't think he returns until tomorrow, so it's, it's fairly obvious the reason for that. He did score his first goal for Colombia last week, though. Stephen Gerrard uh, says that's something he knew was coming. We're very pleased for him. I think from our point of view, it was only a, a matter of time. I think the form he's in. Um, not just the, the talent and, and the ability to score goals, I think his all-round game and his, his, his behaviour certainly improved. Um, we, we know if we can keep him 
in, in this moment we knew it was only going to be a matter of time before A, he'd get called up, two, he'd get an opportunity and three, he'd score a goal because that's what he does. People forget he's still 22, um, his, his numbers speak for themselves, um, he, he's box office and that's the reason why everyone talks about him and questions him and sets him the next challenge. Um, I've got no doubt he'll continue to, to answer all the questions that come his way um, if he stays focused, if he keeps living for the game. I've got no doubt that um, he'll continue to break many, many records. Uh, Alex, I've seen before the break, you know, is, is that a concern for, for Rangers that he might not be available? You would probably think not yeah. because Jermaine Defoe is wait, waiting in the wings. Um, Gary says, I can't tell if Gordon's been serious asking if it's not starting's a concern. 10 goals in 10 games for Jermaine Defoe. Huge concern, he says very sarcastically. <laughs> well, I, I take it your answer to my question, Gary, then is no. That's why I asked the question. Then you, therefore, for, you can answer it. Let, I think if you look at Jermaine Defoe's last couple of games against Hamilton, he Hatton, has, he? yeah, he's got four goals in his last two games. Hugh, I don't yeah. think it would be an issue in the slightest putting Defoe in there. He, you're talking about a guy who's got real quality, his movement, and if you get the service in around about the box, he will score for fun. So I don't think it would be a big issue at all if Morelos didn't make it at the weekend. Brian Rice has already said that he has injury problems and he's not best placed to be taking on Rangers. I think that Steven Gerrard could easily let Alfredo Morelos sit this one out. Uh, whether it's Defoe or other players who are capable of chipping in with goals, the loss of Morelos through understandable circumstances... Uh, makes no difference Rangers will start Overwhelming mm. favourites At the same time Alex There's every chance That, that he does play He just sort of strikes you As the type of guy I mean he's very rarely injured anyway Very rarely carrying a niggle um, Pretty sure he'll be desperate to play I, I don't think anyone yeah. Would be too surprised Would they to see him In the starting 11 Even though he doesn't get back Until I think it's tomorrow Yeah uh, I wouldn't surprise him In the slightest Gordon It depends on What the travelling takes out on Gordon Because he's obviously played Day games for Colombia he will, uh, you know, they'll assess him, they will look at him. But for me, if I'm Morelos, I want to play because if I'm sitting on 23 goals now, I'm feeling as if I can score in every single game. And he almost averaging a goal a game at the moment. So he could go to Hamilton and rack up a couple of goals, which would put him firmly in place to be the top scorer in the league. Let's take a call from Andrew, who is a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld. Hi, Andrew. Hi, panel. How are you tonight? Good, Good. thank you, Andrew. What's on your mind? My, my point is, I know they've tried it a couple of times, but I don't think they've really stuck with it, is to have the two of them up front, Defoe and Morelos up front. I think it could become a great partnership, going back to days like Sir McCoyst and Haley. Defoe likes to sort of send himself around the penalty box, whereas Morelos likes to get himself all around outside the penalty box, and I think they could feed off each other. You would have to assume that if Steven Gerrard has not gone with this plan and shows no... Sign of going with that plan uh, That he doesn't fancy the idea uh, He's quite happy to have Morelos uh, Making a severe nuisance of himself To the clubs he plays against And Defoe is there uh, Either to come on later in the game Or Like this weekend I suspect To take the place of Morelos Because he can't be there uh, So I think Stephen Gerrard will leave things as they are Andrew, if one of them's got 13 goals And one of them's got 22 I suppose what I'm trying to say is What more is it you're looking for? Does it not suggest that just playing one of them Is working quite is working fine? I think it's working fine I think we still need to sort of bang in some more goals Because the way it's going at the moment Rangers and Celtic are going toe for toe for points And I think Maybe at the end of the season, if you maybe come down to goal difference. But I think people make an innocent assumption that 
If you put the two of them on the park at the same time Automatically the goals tally will double It doesn't always function like that And I repeat If Steven Gerrard hasn't done it by this time He's got no intention of doing it Yeah I mean Alex I can see where Andrew's coming from obviously But that idea that more strikers equals more goals Just doesn't always pan out does it Because the whole structure (coughs) of the team has to change Uh, Yeah absolutely Um, I think Steven Gerrard's preferred um, shape for me is a 4-3-3 You know he likes to have two wide guys coming in narrow uh, and he likes to get his full backs down the side. Uh, I think when you look at the goals that Rangers and Celtic have scored, I think it's 35 for Rangers, 36 for Celtic. So it's, you know, they're neck and neck in terms of that. There has been times this year where they have gone two up here, you know, when uh, they've brought the four on or vice versa and they've just thrown a two up because they're cantering. It's, you know, uh-huh. uh, Morelos was looking to try and get a hat trick a couple of weeks ago. You, you remember he took him off against Ross County and you've yeah. seen his. His demeanour kind of went Oh no Why am I going after you And I've scored a couple I think the following game On the Sunday there uh, I'm sure They um, uh, They bought the two of them on So they have played with the two But They prefer the one up front With the two wider guys Coming in to join up Andrew and Cumbernauld Thank you very much for the call Let's move swiftly on And squeeze another one in Brian Is in Pollock Hi Brian Hi how you doing Bob? Good Brian What you got for uh, us tonight? Pick up a wee point That Hugh was making there It was uh about Kamara would fall into the will not be sold category in January mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that that's Morelos would be the main one for that but Stephen Gerrard said himself a couple of weeks ago that it would be sold over his dead body I think it was and then a week later backtracked on it and said it would be the board's decision well so I don't think with the position that Rangers are in with was it 11 million they said they needed to see out the season, ten, and that's before you you count the sports direct money that will eventually come calling. I don't think Rangers are in a position to refuse any offers. Well, yeah, yeah, they are um, because the the they've the, been given assurances by the board yeah, that they will the, see, the see that money through to next in. summer. Loans will be given. Rangers are on a strategy, a, a, a clearly thought out strategy that they will do whatever is necessary to stop Celtic yeah, and, and you don't have to agree with it and you don't no. have to think it's a good strategy no. but, but that's that's where it is yeah. it's been pretty consistent now I understand that recorded losses of £11 million the apparent need for £10 million to get from now until the end of the season I understand that under normal economic business circumstances you would happily accept money for Alfredo Morelos. However, this is Planet Scotland and this is Celtic going for nine in a row and you can't get ten unless you win nine. And therefore, Dave King has clearly done whatever is necessary in order of borrowings and everything else to stop Celtic. There is no other strategy. It is simply to stop Celtic. And therefore, if an offer comes in for Morelos or Kamara or any other player currently, like Ryan Jack, to pluck a name out of the air, currently doing very well for Rangers. They will not be sold because the club understand the ramifications of selling them. And the ramifications are they will be accused of betrayal by the supporters and they can't have that. It's my understanding Now Brian's obviously come on here And he's concerned about The financial aspect At Rangers Without actually having any mind. I don't know if concern's the right word Well He's come on here Kind of sharing his <laughs> his, his, his thoughts uh, So um, My understanding is That at the turn of the year There will be another Share issue Done Which will provide 
considerable money and there's going to be a major investment coming into Rangers. I've heard Hugo. this stuff quite a lot though, haven't we? Yeah, you might have heard it, but I've heard it from a very high source at uh, oh. Ibrox. So uh, I would prefer to believe that than anybody from Twitterati. Okay, if you say so. Uh, 01419511025. Thank you to Brian in Pollock on the line. Remember, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's get stuck right back into previewing this weekend's football action. I know the international scene isn't everyone's cup of tea But we are back Back with a bang this weekend Premiership card We've got Scottish Cup action tonight as well in fact Some big ties across the weekend So let's hear from you And if you call right now We could be speaking to you after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com it's Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan. A couple of ways for you to get in touch. The first one is on the phone, as always, same number, 0141 And on Twitter, we're there as well at Clyde SSB. John is on. John Strzelewski says, uh, great to get back to the domestic stuff. Mm. Really looking forward to Rangers Hamilton. Our strong, confident squad defeating a Leicester team 3-0 in a bounce game kept us going during the break. We should get the three points in our push for the title. And the great thing about... Twitter here you, just, you, you can't get tone You, you don't know if, if there's a tongue in cheek Andrew quite simply says I think Rangers will win 8-0 uh, I, I don't know well, I don't think Possibly nil, not to that extent they, But you never they, know They will win convincingly of, of that I am certain You can take my guarantee <laughs> to the bank You're not certain You're never certain You can't possibly I'm always track certain record. I'm never right I'm always certain <laughs> Fair enough I suppose there is a subtle difference um, but yeah Looking ahead to some Cracking fixtures Over the weekend Like we say Scottish Cup games as well mm. uh, We've even got a cracker Friday night football as well Falkirk are in action Linlithgow Rose n- well, Near, near neighbours You know They've got rid of The Ray romance McKinnon. of the cup Hugh Yeah uh, It'll be divorce Unless they do it uh, They'll get rid of Ray McKinnon They've got an interim Management pairing uh, They've slipped down The league table And For Falkirk to be In the third tier Of Scottish football Was bad enough But with the greatest respect to Linlithgow Rose, if they're put out of the cup by Linlithgow Rose, there will be trouble. What else is taking your fancy in the Premiership tomorrow, Alex? I mean, yeah, I think a ma- games, many actually. eyes on on Hibbs and Jack yeah. Ross, his, yep. his first game in charge. I suppose that would be an ideal starting point. Yeah, we've said for several weeks now, Gordon, the importance of the Edinburgh clubs getting their act together. They obviously get a win the last time out. Uh, Jack Ross is now in charge. This is an opportunity. Stephen Robinson continues to impress Gordon. Uh, Austin McPhee uh, The big audition Still goes on You know mm. he's He's been bumping his gums About four out of five Wins Well interim manager He's been Throwing hand grenades At uh, biscuits Alan Preston You know For, for slating him So he, you know He's got the gloves off He means business uh, And he, they've got a tough game Down at Kamalik Kaman- I think Kamalik's on a, a, a wee bit of a slump At the moment Is that three Defeats in a row He had defensive injury Problems yeah. didn't he But looking to to try and get back in amongst the well, victories I have to tell I'm sure. you, I was at Rugby Park today um, uh, Meeting uh, Gordon's pal Dom Thomas uh, Among others um, Old pals like Billy Thompson there And Andy Millen uh, Good guys eh? Listen It looked a very Professional set up to me Alec. I, I think that Hearts are on Tricky ground tomorrow Not necessarily because of that Awful Synthetic surface But yeah. Come on like a duo a comeback result And it might just be tomorrow I think when you look at the We said uh, a couple of weeks ago Hugh, The importance of Naismith And Walker Coming back into the fold They both scored uh, On their return So 
It'll depend for me on the Kilmarnock back line if he can get mm. Big Finlay back. You know, uh, he's important to them because uh, back, I saw Jane there this morning. He was oh, don't get away the secrets, you. Well, the hearts, maybe hearts people are listening. <laughs> well, I saw him sitting on a fence. That, uh, uh, but. Uh, You'd never get you doing that, would you? No, no, no. He certainly seemed in good spirits, though. 01419511025. Jimmy is in Canvas Lang. Jimmy, what have you got for us tonight? I'm totally em- Hi, pal. Hi, Jimmy. I'm totally, I'm totally embarrassed about Scott Brown. All right. He walks away and leaves Scotland in the lurch, and then he's got a cheek to say, If you qualify, I'll come back. So you see the person that's. I don't know what the squad will think, because they think, Who's going to get dropped for Scott Brown to come in? Utter shameful. I don't think the word shameful can be applied to it. He was asked a question. No, the, 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 listen, there are many things in this life that are shameful. Uh, a football player coming back to play for his country cannot be termed shameful. Um, he was asked a question. Uh, I'm, try, I'm trying very hard to answer your question. Uh, the player, Scott Brown, was asked a question uh, in a press conference and floated the possibility no more than the possibility that if he was asked he might consider com- coming back I happen to believe that Steve Clark is in the department which is headlined beggars can't be choosers if Scott Brown wanted to come back and help the qualification effort then bearing in mind that we might have to play Norway away in the final qualifier uh, if he wanted to come back Then we are not rich mm. Or so rich in players That we can say No you're alright Let's just clear it up though Alex As yes. best as we can It's one of those that I think you, you benefit most If you were there If you saw him answer the question And you get a real feel yeah. but, but just to, to clear up something Jimmy accuses Scott Scott Brown has not said I will be back if we reach the Euros In fact far from it I'll read the quotes exactly um, but the problem with reading them is, like I say, you don't get body language, you don't get the look in the yeah, face. It just quite simply says, um, I think the question, you know, has Stevie Clark sounded you out if they make it through the playoffs? And he said, they still have two games to get through, but you never say never. It would be phenomenal to get to finals after 22 years. Football's a funny game. Um, I'm in a good place fitness-wise. I make sure I keep myself ticking over. It's been hard for me to watch Scotland games Because you want to be playing in them But I need to look after number one though My wish is I could still be playing for Celtic and Scotland At the age of 45 But there comes a time when you have to make sure your body's okay And give yourself the best chance of continuing to play for your club It's not exactly him saying Right, book me a ticket Uh, You know, it's... I think a lot of most of this has been taken out of context. I think he's obviously kind of saying, or oh, never rule it out. But the actual reality is, is that door is closed. For me, it's closed. Uh, you could not bring him back in the summer, having walked away for a second time. Uh, it would not wash. I think it, the the caller makes uh, Jimmy makes a point where the, what would the squad think? And I take you and saying, oh, we're not uh, kind of. Over uh, You know Blessed with talent But when you look at the midfield department I think that's your strongest area You know You look at McGinn McTominay Jackson emerging Armstrong Callum mm. McGregor So these guys are committed yeah. To try and get them They've put their legwork in Now So for instance Do you think it would be a different story And I know there's not been the same Retirement And, and, and all the rest of it But Say Stephen Fletcher Turns around in the summer And says look I know I've not been available But I'm here if you need me That might be different Because you're a bit Short on the ground Is that what you're trying to say Yeah different but areas? I, I think I think Fletcher comes under that bracket as well He's Gordon. not retired anyway by the way For what it's worth Yeah it's just well, sort well, of the, fact he's, the fact that he hasn't pitched up uh, yeah. When you're in the qualifications I don't think it shows a, a commitment okay. I think that's one of the key things That people have been labelling At people who have been sure. calling off So If they're not committed to the qualifications 
and the playoffs They're no uh, up for grabs in the summer for me Jimmy do you see the difference there Scott Brown's not saying count me in He's sort of just brushing it off and saying never say never Surely there's a bit of a difference no, I just, uh, I just, I don't. I was, all, all the players you mentioned there, who would you drop to bring Scott Brown in? Yeah, I mean that, that's a different argument, and it's it's, it's a it's a but again, an interesting one here. Again, Jimmy is accusing Scott Brown of asking to be put ahead of players who are already there. Scott Brown was asked a hypothetical question, gave a hypothetical answer, and in our narrow wee world here, that is construed by Jimmy as shameful. That's alright It's not like you To sometimes use Over the top language To get your point across uh, But I would like to think That I come from the standpoint Of accuracy Sometimes He didn't, he didn't ask He didn't ask And the only person Who's important in this Is Steve Clark yeah. If Steve Clark wanted To ask Scott Brown He could But As yet It is a fantasy Situation yeah, I, personally, I just can't see it happening. I think they've got bigger issues. I think people should focus on you the. Think we heard the last of this. Yeah, listen. I think you obviously get a couple of calls over the next couple of days, but as it's progressing and they have to deal with Israel and then potentially Norway or Serbia, I think that that will be put in the back burner. He may well be asked a question further down the line, and he might go, "Aye, I want in," but then <laughs> we then we have a discussion because it's more uh, categorical that he wants to be involved, but. Personally, haven't seen him come back. Not quite what I think. I think you have to read into actually some of his comments there as well in terms of I've got to look after number one, and that's obviously trying to do his best for Celtic. I think the, the international door is well and truly closed for him. Scott Brown is a wind up merchant. He's been asked a question. He's given a wind up merchant's answer. They've all had their back page headline out of it this morning. Jimmy's called it shameful. <clears throat> We're off and running, and there's not a grain of. Truth in the story at all Speaking of which though I noticed he had his big night last night Didn't he? An, an, yes. an evening with Bruni When we take you out for dinner later on tonight For your birthday It will be an evening with Shuggy yes. um, Slightly smaller audience it must be said But he had his evening with Bruni last night And I believe the infamous story came up And it was good to hear the Albeit third hand um, Third hand? Is that a thing? Second yeah, hand? Yeah, second hand. Um, the, the, the other side of it, hand, third hand. The, uh, the story where He is not too happy with you He oh. is about to throw you in Loch Lomond And yeah. you threaten to grass him into Dermot Desmond Even though you don't know Dermot Desmond's number But yeah. you do it anyway As a defence mechanism I've heard you tell the story many times on yeah. the show And Scott Brown told it himself last night apparently Although he embellished it I mean, oh, did he? I, oh yeah, I've had the I've had the, the full Twitterati coverage of it all. <laughs> uh, you know, as I said to a, a friend of mine today, I have told this story so often I should record it and release it as my Christmas single. Uh, but apparently, and I understand, Bruni's in front of a, an audience of however many people, two or three thousand, and he's embellished the story. He said that he had me pinned against a wall. No such thing ever occurred. It was handbags, lots of verbals. And yes, I did say to Paul Hartley Who broke up the whole thing Yes, uh, I think you're quite right Paul Take him away before I call Dermot Desmond I only I only did that because I thought Bruni's getting very, very agitated here I'm glad to see Paul Hartley coming in uh, And as you rightly say, Gordon I could not phone Dermot Desmond Because I have never had a number for Dermot Desmond So if Bruni embellished it to get a laugh out of the crowd, good luck to him, but it is simply untrue. Had you backed up against the wall, pinned up against the wall? No, he was in your. Ah, it's all the same to us, Hugh. No, we no, love no, the no. story. We're at the door of the Loch Lomond. Was it a hotel called the Cameron House in Loch Lomond? Yes. 
uh, were at the door of the Cameron House. I never reached the wall, but <laughs> there was, as I say, plenty of it. Verbals and handbags But no laying on of hands Let's not start the debate As to how close you were to the wall That's the, the I, last I level did, of, I, I did admit of debate that we need That I did think He's going to chip me into lock alone There we go So by and large the story, the story's there We'll move on Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time I'm so glad It's going to be a bit more Straightforward than last night Hugh As you well know We did the show live From my living room last night I had to send Gordon DL Out the back door Whilst Beat the Pundit was was on So that he, he couldn't hear The contestants answer So much easier tonight Your chance to beat the pundit Is here It's 01419511025 You come on Answer as many questions Right as you can And try and beat Hugh Keevans Or Alex Ray To the same ball You took a real chance there Given that Gordon DL Is the man who once Walked into the wrong house Entirely While looking for Jock McStay He's been a nightmare He's been on the phone today <laughs> Moaning that he, he Did I leave my home? Water bottle in your house oh Other is a nightmare Anyway 01419511025 The lines close At 7 o'clock So be quick for Beat the Pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team For compensation For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We have been looking ahead mm. To the return of Domestic football It's got us all quite excited Celtic taking on Livingston Some other big games tomorrow Hamilton Rangers on Sunday We've even got Friday night football Linlithgow Rose Against oh. Falkirk About to kick off It looks freezing It does not look for the uh, The faint of heart In that one uh, I must say What about Scotland then Drawn to face uh, Israel uh, At home And then on to the winner Of Norway against Serbia What do you think of that draw Is it is that a good draw Is it a tough draw Somewhere in the middle What do you make of it Now's a good time to get involved We're going to talk about that 01419511025 This first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Our contestant tonight is Mark Mark's in Clyde Bank which is always good Mark it means we don't need to go far if you win the signed ball I'll get Alex Ray to drop it off on the way home How are you tonight? Uh, that'd be nice I agree Thanks How are you guys Good stuff Mark's, Good Mark's a Celtic fan What is his face If Alex Ray turns up At his door <laughs> on, a, on a Friday night Halloween early My girlfriend Would be delighted But she's a Rangers fan oh, There we go oh, Somebody will be happy brilliant. To see him anyway uh, I'll toss the coin Mark If it's heads You are, are up against Hugh Keevans And if it's tails You are up against Alex Ray So let's see what we've got and it's tails. It's Alex Ray against Mark from Clyde Bank. Eight, Mark. So, let me give. Uh, I'm going to give you some Clyde to sure. Alex. That way you can't hear what Mark's saying to it. Mark, thirty seconds, head to head. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Okay. Great stuff. If I can just find the appropriate piece of paper, because you do find that that uh, sometimes <laughs> helps. Here we go. Okay, your thirty seconds starts now. Who will Scotland face in their Euro playoff semi-final? Israel. What age is Celtic Scott Brown? 34 Who do Falkirk face tonight In the Scottish Cup well, I'll What is the full name Of Highland League team Forres Forres uh, Mechanics Where did Rangers Sign Richard Goff from uh, Pass What is the name Of Clyde's home ground uh, Pass Where did Stevie Mallon Play immediately Before joining Hibs Motherwell Okay let's bring Alex Ray back Alex can you hear us Yes Couple of easy ones in there, I must say. Oh, say that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm deadly serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm retiring you if, if you don't get some of these right. Genuinely, you ready? Go. Right, okay. Who will Scotland face in their Euro playoff semi final? Israel. 
What age is Celtic Scott Brown? 34 Who do Falkirk face tonight In the Scottish Cup? Rose What is the full name Of the Highland League team For his Mechanics Where did Rangers Sign Richard Goff from? Uh, Tottenham What is the name Of Clyde's home ground? Broadwood Where did Stevie Mallon play Immediately before Joining Hibs? Uh, Barnsley And in what year Did St Mirren move From Love Street To their current ground? 2004 uh, 2010 nah, too late You said 2004 Mark what do you think you think he's done you <laughs> What do you think Mark Confident nah, Not at all Not at all <laughs> At least he's honest Let's go through and find out uh, Always uh, frustrating Hugh When we speak Immediately before Beat the Pundit starts And you forget That those are questions On uh, Beat the Pundit But anyway Who will Scotland face In the Euro Playoff semi-final Israel At least you were both listening Brilliant. You got that one right One all Scott Brown is 34 Both get that right Two mm. all um, Mark wasn't listening that closely Because Falkirk face Linlithgow Rose oh It's on the telly uh, Alex Ray goes in 3-2 in front uh, Mark not giving up Without a fight though mm-hmm. He knew for his mechanics So he's still hanging in there At this point Trailing by one After four questions This is where Alex Ray Finishes strongly Richard Goff Signed from Spurs To go two in front Clyde played at Broadwood To go three in front And Stevie Mallon Played at Barnsley to go four in front uh, It didn't matter in the end It was 2009 When St yeah. Mirren moved So that was a seven for Alex Ray And a three for you Mark So you can rest easy He will not be turning up at your door tonight Taught an absolute Well played mate uh, Good man That was Mark and Clyde Bank On Beat the Pundit Your chance to, to do that Beat the Pundit And win your sign ball Returns on Monday night You're happy with that That's convincing yeah, professional uh, uh, job. Yeah, absolutely, would you say? a nice wee one earlier on the week as well. So it's been a good week all round. A couple of easy questions in there. Yeah, I, say. I mean, especially when you give the answers away just before, uh, just before it starts. But I had, to, I had to tee up the next section of the show. That's what it's all about. Give us a call right now, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, to give us your reaction uh, to that draw for Scotland. Are you giving us a good chance? No chance. Some somewhere in the middle. You tell us because the picture looks like this. We've been drawn at home to face Israel. Mm-hmm. On Thursday the 26th of March It's one game It's at Hamden And if we win that Five days later On Tuesday the 31st We then have to go away And face the winner of Norway Or Serbia That's Tuesday the 31st of March Like we say Um, If you remember Hugh Keevans This time last year actually um, We watched Scotland beat Israel 3-2 at Hamden James Forrest got his hat trick Beram Kayal scored for Israel You'll all remember that game We we actually did lose 2-1 over there and that was the game we played about 30 minutes with 10 men. John Souter got sent off. So, o- overall picture, what do you think? In a word, Israel beatable. In a word, Norway or Serbia away debatable. Uh, we've heard a lot about how in March the Tartan army will come back to the fold. They will fill Hamden. They will try to do what they can to get Scotland over the line. Uh Israel, when I say beatable, I do not say easily beatable, but have to be beatable at Hamden. The other two away from home, particularly Norway, it's a tough ask. But if you're going to end 22 years of misery, then you have to do the hard yards Mm. in order to do so. Yeah, 01419511025. What do you think? Let's start with Kenny and East Kilbride. Hi, Kenny. Hi, hi guys, how are you doing? Hi Kenny, how do you assess first, that? First you give... All right, first Kenny. I've tried to get through before, never got on. This is your lucky um, night, Kenny. Yeah, I know. Listening to the programme all week, but nobody's mentioned in the 2020 Euros if we do qualify. 
They're going to be in the same group as England. Well, it'd be premature to mention the group before you're in the group. No, 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 you. Um, every every group has been designated two cities, right? Group D is Hamden and uh, Wembley. Yep. Right? So, you're going to turn Scotland away from uh, Hamden. So, Scotland and England will be in the same group. And I've been online, I've checked it out. And that is, that is true. Mm. Yeah, you know, you, so you're right. It's in, the, it's in the centre for Scottish, Scottish players to play. And Tottenham uh, may go to London again. Yeah, but as, as, as I say, though, it'd be premature to discuss that when you've still got mm. Israel to play and then either Norway or Serbia away from home. So it'd be wildly premature to discuss the group. Friday night, though, Alex. It's an I don't, interesting I don't, point. I don't mind dreaming aimlessly at this stage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> A lot of football to be played before then But if it, if it were yeah. to happen It'd be brilliant It'd be absolutely brilliant The old enemy uh, in a group Would be uh, the icing on the cake I think the bigger picture for me is 20 odd years without I think that should be a more, bigger motivation To try and get to a major mm. tournament, Gordon um, And I think, you know, when you look at Israel I think we can, we can take care of them All the preparation work will already be done, Hugh They know yeah. these players They know the system and so forth And particularly a rock in Hamden I think it's a different I mean, if, Kenny, if Kenny wants to discuss the group on a hypothetical basis, then my hypothetical answer to him is given the way our central defensive pairings are looking at the minute, I don't fancy playing England. Do you remember last time Scotland were at Wembley, Hugh? You and I, I were do. there working for yep. the show. Um, we got absolutely hammered. It was a difficult night. And when the clock struck midnight, it was your birthday. Correct. So we went back <laughs> to the hotel. And listen, it's no secret. We, we, we don't encourage irresponsible, irresponsible behaviour in this firm, but it's no secret you like a, a glass of red. Um, and like I say, the clock had struck midnight. It was your birthday. And what did we find when we got back to the hotel? The Tartan Army had been up to a bit of nonsense in our hotel and the bar was shut. That's why I was laughing the look in his face. Yeah, you should have seen it. Oh my goodness. He was but distraught. That night we lost 3 0, Gordon. And you remember that England toyed with us basically As Conor Salmon puts Falkirk one up against the Linlithgow Rose in the Cup England toyed with us And you know we haven't had the best defensive partnerships under mm. Steve Clark, And it's getting hard there for him And England would be formidable opponents Kenny you're right but there is a lot of football to go before we can really consider it what do you make of the draw for the playoffs Israel and then either Norway or Serbia away is that doable? I'd have, I'd have preferred the home tie in the yeah. final yeah absolutely right. but if I was thinking about between the two of them I'd probably like Norway Alex how much of a blow was that it, yeah absolutely is it, you know you get given with one hand Taken away with with the other I think Israel at home I think most people As Hugh says No one's saying it's going to be easy yes. But Doable um, How crucial could it be The fact that That second game's away How, how much more difficult yeah, Does it make it I, I think when you look at The rankings as well I think uh, Norway are running about The 44, 45 Something like that Seeded uh, Serbia's 33 I think you So you're obviously Against good teams when you look at the personnel that some of these guys have got, we had a wee look earlier on. If you take Norway, you've got Elanusi. Uh, I was talking about the boy in the summer, Sander Berg. You know, it was at Genk when I seen him. Chelsea are now chasing him. You've got Josh King and the boy Haaland, who's doing terrific stuff at Salzburg. So uh, they will be formidable, particularly Norway, uh, kind of really rocking. But I think Serbia as well, when you look at the personnel, Gordon, you've got Mitrovic. Uh, Sergei Milenkovic, Tadic, Kolarov, you know, so they've got really good players at their disposal. But I think if we can actually beat Israel, I still think in a one-off game, mm. you've got potential to, uh, you know, go over and get a result. I mean, football's funny because you talk about 
you know, perception. There is every chance that on Norway's version of Clyde One Super Scoreboard tonight, they are met, they are saying, well, you know, Scotland have got Andy Robertson and they've got Ryan Fraser and they've got Scott McTominay. McGinn, you know, yeah. th- th- there is every chance Absolutely. they're having those those discussions as well. That's not to say that that you're wrong, um, but I, ju- I just wonder if it's the home and away factor. Gordon, How much does that see, see if you look? See if you look at recently in the last couple of years, you Scotland's home form has been decent. You know, you look at it, it's been not bad. We haven't really been turned over, uh, you know, in consecutive games and so forth. But their waveforms, that, that make it more difficult? I think it's just a slightly different proposition, you know. But again, it's a one-off game. It's, it's almost like a cup final and mm-hmm. the, the, the rewards are massive. So I think Huge. anything can happen. Well, let's find out what Andy and Dennison thinks of it. Andy, are you giving us a chance? Hi there, good evening. Hello. Hi, Andy. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking at that draw. Uh, and I've got to say, I think Israel at home shouldn't present us with any... Uh, major difficulties the, the the big challenge comes uh, if we do get to the final touch would uh, would be Norway or Serbia away from home uh, on paper I would probably say we've actually got a better squad than both of those teams um, what we've got to hope is that Steve Clark's able to set up in that way that he was so famous for at Kilmarnock where he's able to hold the ball break in the counter although obviously as well you've got to look at the fact that it's a playoff and they'll need to take their chances so the strikers probably striker and centre-backs as you've mentioned are the two kind of key areas for that for those uh, upcoming playoffs Yeah I think yeah. Andy makes a really good point Hugh um, and again we're not dismissing Israel we're just looking at we've beaten them recently they've won only one of the last seven games quite frankly if you can't win that at Hamden yeah. you can forget yeah. it you don't deserve to be there um, the, the, the next the next barrier does look like a more difficult one to overcome and it's those key areas so if our main concern is centre back uh-huh. we're going to yes. be up against Norway's strikers which at the moment are Josh King who's pretty good I think we can all agree Lively. we see him uh, and then the guy who's really causing a stir across Europe at the moment Erling Haaland he's only 19 years of age he's yeah. got 22 goals in 18 games this season he's the top scorer in the Champions League on 7 so if you're talking about key battles within a game, their strikers against their defenders, that that could be tough. But where they are on the same page as us is that the final is March 31. In other words, four and a half months away. An awful lot of things can happen, good and bad, to Norway, to Serbia and to Scotland. There can be loss of form. There can be injury. It's impossible to say who takes the field Four and a half months from now All I'll say again Israel at home Beatable Norway or Serbia away Debatable I mean Alex at the same time You have to be positive You get to this stage We won our Nations League group We deserve to be there We deserve to be in that mix And you have to maintain that positivity That belief It's worth remembering That for all these good players Norway have They're in they're in the playoffs for a reason as well yes. They didn't win their group They finished third behind, yes, Spain and Sweden But they, they didn't finish above Sweden They're yeah. not What will beat us Yeah, that's probably the, the best phrase for it um, To then balance that up Though their home record is quite quite impressive They lost at home to Germany I think back in 2016 And have not lost at home since That includes visits from Czech Republic Spain, Romania, Sweden yeah. twice So it's the fact that it's over there That seems to be making it difficult No one's saying that Norway are world beaters They can't be a million miles away from us Yeah, they, I think if you look back at their group stages you, you were right in saying that they finished third But they only lost one game yeah, I think Spain uh, went there and, and only drew, didn't they? Yes, and, and so you have to take that into consideration, Gordon and It will be a difficult game uh, The one thing that caught me there When you were reading out these stats Because I do like a stat See the boy Erling 
Haaland 22 goals in 18 games 7 goals in the Champions League queue mm. And he's only 19 yeah. That really is impressive uh, But the thing is If you're going to do that now Andy's come on there and he says he feels if we have better players now I, I think still And I don't want to sound pessimistic on the back of a couple of good results for Scotland there However, I still think defensively at centre-half We look a bit rocky uh, They won't have a lot of time to We're still in the discussion whether the, the, the weekend fixtures may well get cancelled Gordon to give uh, the manager, Steve Clark, time to get his, his players up to speed And, you know, so I think I think when you look at all this it would be extremely difficult But I just think because If you can get through Israel And get to a one-off game You would yeah, take that You'd up. take that Because this this wasn't on the table This Nations League is just a You know A, a new thing Adding So bonus Yeah absolutely that's great, what it is. great deal of pressure on us At home against Israel Because Part of the tournament Is being staged At Hamden mm-hmm. For us to fail to qualify For a tournament that has been Partially staged At Hamden would be a major embarrassment and also what some would choose to call the bottom of the barrel. Uh, what do you think, Andy? you want to come back in? Well, I have to agree. If we, if we can't qualify for a tournament that's going to be played at Hamden, uh, this is the best chance we're probably ever going to get when you look at the Nations League, the way it's set up, because obviously we now go up into pot B next time round mm-hmm. where we're up against these harder teams this is probably our best chance we're going to get uh, for a long time so but no I'll be there at Hamden hopefully I'm sure tickets will be hard to get when it comes around uh, and hopefully the Hamden Row will be back again yeah absolutely that, the, the, at that stage here there's no real choice we just have to no choice yeah. at all. Yeah, you, you have to. Be, we're yes. going to have to believe. We're going to have to believe. You can. You can pull something off. It's. It's not Mission Impossible. Let's. Let's not over exaggerate it. I wonder though, just to go back on something that, that you're saying. Yes, this Nations League opened up a lovely new path, and, and yes, it's at Hamden. But the fact that it does come down to potentially, a one-off game away to Norway. Mm. Th- th- does it really make it a disgrace if we can't overcome that? Uh, the, the the are we in a uh, position that that's a disgrace? Every, everything uh, will not be. Um, taken from that one game Against Norway or Serbia It will be Taken as a whole Starting in Kazakhstan And the defeat there And the ending On the 31st of March And it will be seen as An embarrassment Not to be at a tournament Being staged in your own country mm. Okay, 01419511025 Thanks to Andy and Dennis And keep those coming And we'll get the guys a full-time teaser Get your pen and paper ready Questions next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Everyone loves an underdog story oh, Hugh Keevans uh, Linlithgow Rose have just equalised against Falkirk And it's Tommy Coyne Obviously not, not that one But son of yeah. Tommy Coyne yes. a, uh, a fine striker his dad was too Uh and it's a, a bit of a shock for Falkirk Who after 21 minutes of the game Had dominated the play But it's 1-1 and it's cup football Poachers go as well Back post Glancing header Lovely uh, Yeah so Falkirk rattled At their near neighbours Linlithgow Rose Linlithgow won Falkirk won What a giant killing that would be I mean I know Falkirk are now League 1 But that's still oh, An oh, yeah, impressive yeah. scalp isn't it An, an extremely impressive if it, if it comes off Still a long way uh, to go football wise Don't forget we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Let's just 
read the teaser out I think Before we get to the oh. tweets and more calls Relatively straightforward That's the category I'd put this one in for tonight For Yeah, yeah even, for, <laughs> even for you too Jerry and Erskine Says currently in the Scottish Premiership Nine players have Northern Ireland caps Can you name them? So currently in the Scottish Premiership There are nine players who have Nor- Northern Ireland caps can you name them? Just a reminder about housekeeping. If you want to hear your question on the show in the future, the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's the way it works. You send the questions in, we give it to the guys in the last 30 minutes. So basically, blame Jerry and Erskine. For Michael tonight's question. Smith, Glenn Whelan, Michael Smith of who Arch. Yep. And Glenn Whelan? No. Oh. Stephen Davis. Yeah, he's got quite a few, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he's just broke the hundred mark. Yeah, uh, more than that. Yeah, well, it's about hundred and fifteen. Uh, Washington, lovely, well done. Niall McGinn. Oh, that's a great start, right? We'll leave it there. You're almost halfway there. You've got Stephen Davis, Connor Washington, Michael Smith, and Niall McGinn. Looking for the nine players currently in the Scottish Premiership who have international caps for Northern Ireland. So four down, five to go. Um, on Twitter Robert Taylor says The difference between Scotland And a lot of these Other big countries They qualify regularly And generally spend A lot more time as a squad Scotland don't get Game time together uh, Dennis Deeney says Alex I know you like your stats Young Halland Scored 9 in 1 game This year For the under 20s He was also born in Leeds That's because he's also The son of Alfie He is isn't he Known for yeah. the tackle By yeah. Roy Keane Yeah there we go So that's what we could Potentially Are they assault Should we say uh, Potentially Come up against Kevin McHugh says Norway and Serbia are beatable Don't forget they didn't do too well in the groups either And I think that's an important point Alex Yes they've got, yes, yes. They've got good players But the, gen, the genuinely brilliant European sides Are the ones that squished their qualifying groups Because yes. there are two places up for grabs We Yes we were poor at times In fact we were extremely poor at times But in all honesty We were very unlikely to get the better of Russia or Belgium Yeah, The, the top teams squish the groups The ones who are in the, the playoffs Yes they can be good Yes they can have playoff uh, Yes they can have good individuals But they can't be that good I suppose is what but I'm trying to say We have two areas of vulnerability Certainly in central defence You could not you could not deny That we don't have a proper Solid central defensive partnership Also our best bet For a goal right now Is John McGinn we don't have an out-and-out striker. We're very interested to see how Lee Griffiths does from tomorrow and there forward uh, because uh, he would be happily put into the squad by Steve Clark if he could maintain form from, uh, from now until March. But at the moment, we lack a striker and we don't have a central defensive partnership. Uh, yeah, just in case you missed that At the top of the show We did hear from Neil Lennon Saying that Lee Griffiths Will be involved in the squad tomorrow Let's not get ahead of ourselves He has to re-establish himself at Celtic And, and take it from there yep. um, But we've got a few months It'll be interesting to see How those next few months pan out You never know Maybe Norway and Serbia Will batter lumps out each other On the Thursday We'll squish past Israel And whoever gets through Will have injuries, suspensions And we'll just turn up And do the business and then we'll, go thinking. On, we'll go on and win the Eurovision song Yeah, I like it I like your optimism For a Friday night Let's speak to George in Liverpool Hi George Hi guys uh, <laughs> Coincidentally What you've just been talking about That's what my question Was going to be about <laughs> I'll go for it on you What's the question? So yeah It was Right Now we know uh, Who we've got to play against In mm-hmm. the playoffs First it's Israel And if we get 
pasta fiorina, be either served beer or Norway. Yeah. So this is going to be a really annoying question, guys, because uh, you've kind of answered it. So my question was going to be, right, between now and March, mm-hmm. right, um, well, between now and the playoffs, obviously we've got to we've got a bit of work to do. And I think it was is uh, Hugh Kevens? Yes. yes. Hi Hugh. Uh, Hi. you you identified our key problem areas, our central defense defensive partnership and up front. Midfield we are highly blessed. Yep. You know, we've got very good midfield and that is something to be very thankful for. But, you know, it's it's like, right, so what do we do between now and these playoff games? Do we, like, for example, the number of call-offs uh, prior, to, um, uh, prior to the last internationals and things like that, do we try and reconcile uh, with the players that... Um, you know, obviously some were injured like Andy Robertson and I think Kim Tierney was injured. Then you've got Lee Griffiths coming back. Um, Ryan Fraser, I think, was injured as well. And then there was a couple of players that were just, you know, hovering over selection. Do, do we try and get some of these players back? Do we look to uh, our under-21 side and try and promote some players. You mentioned to you about um, up front. Oh. I mean, certainly Lee Griffiths is good. Mikey Johnson, if he comes back from injury in time, was banging the goals in for Celtic and was playing well for the under-21s. Um, I've mentioned uh, previously in the past, um, uh, though I think he's been uh, injured for a wee while, um, Fraser Hornby's got a good reputation in the under twenty ones. Do we look to maybe because he's got a Duncan Ferguson a type of presence? Do we look, you know, to bring? Now is not the know, time. Now is not the time, George, to be promoting boys on a wing and a prayer from the under twenty one side. Um, now we need people who have done course and distance. Um, we have to hope that. Injury doesn't get in the way. We also have to acknowledge that clubs of the size of Liverpool and Manchester United and Aston Villa dictate to players and we have to hope that, for example, Liverpool aren't at an advanced stage of the Champions League and reluctant to have Andy Robertson go through too many games. Uh, We have to hope that the likes of Aston Villa are not troubled by relegation and that they are reluctant to release John McGinn, we have to hope. We're at their mercy. Uh, And up front, we have to hope that Lee Griffiths makes a a sustained comeback for Celtic because he at least is an out-and-out striker. Uh, But four and a half months to go, we'll need to wait to see what position we are in. But we can't dictate to Liverpool and Man U and Villa they dictate to us You'd like to think at that stage Alex The conversation becomes different It's frustrating everyone Because George mentions a couple And he's right I think I saw yeah. earlier in the week That Andy Robertson remains a doubt For Liverpool this weekend So there's no You know He, he was injured That's why he pulled out the squad Scott McTominay's out for two weeks Yeah So he, he was injured He couldn't He couldn't come uh, To Scotland the, the ones that Aren't 
as straightforward as Kieran Tierney He's not injured Alex He played yeah. for Arsenal after he, he pulled out the squad Clubs are trying to put on a bit of pressure And by the way Loads loads more do it You better believe that Aston Villa would love it For, for John McGinn to, to not have, have gone away and, yeah. and played But yeah. some players are, are, are able to turn up and The issues are Champions League football uh, And possible top four places in England uh Relegation in England yeah, absolutely. There are big issues yeah. That will be addressed Around about March 31 Surely at that time Like I say though Hugh Surely the conversation Becomes different When it's the playoffs Surely the clubs Their their influence Or the likelihood That they try and exert That influence Lessens I, I honestly think That uh, If you're a Jurgen Klopp And it's the advanced stages Of the Champions League And also Holding off Man City And trying to win The first title For Liverpool For decades you think they'll pull them here? You, 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 think, you think he would say Well I'm sorry for your Plight But it's not my concern I, I know what you're saying Because it's not his concern And I'm not saying he Would uh, drive them there himself And be delighted about it But that Getting to that stage of seri- Serious yes. competition for the, for the country I'd be amazed if that happened With any more than Say one or two I think uh, you will find that The players The closer this gets as well uh, gets there Gordon They will want to be involved in this Because of the magnitude It's an opportunity to impact this uh, You know They were good doing uh, It's one of the first in 20 odd years Of actually qualifying So I think Most of the players would want to play in this And I think you're absolutely right I think that guys like Andy Robertson You you may well struggle to, to make this weekend But See going forward I, th- I would like to see the SFA invoke A wee bit more uh, flex and muscles, Gordon. You know, and and if if it became a habit with one or two players, then just start sending them. You're going to put the five day rule and and then uh, not play at the weekend for the club. Um, let's get another view from Craig and Johnson. Thank you very much to George and Liverpool. By the way, let's see what Craig's got for us. Hi, Craig. Good evening, panel. How are we? Good, Good. Thank you, Craig. What do you make of all this? Then, are you giving us a chance? Um, I, I was speaking to a guy who does the kind of. Uh, look for the phone calls and stuff like that and I was saying to him um, He's Canadian real, He's got no interest in this Ice hockey He's <laughs> in the ice hockey Is there Andy? <laughs> um, I think um, I think When we play this show I think we'll pack Camden I think it'll be um, I think it'll be the first time in years We'll sell that out I think it's going to be A class atmosphere uh, I'll be going to myself uh, Again behind the country I'm, I'm 21 year old And I've never seen my country At a major tournament So this is the That's the first chance That I really think that this could be us uh, Under Gordon's tracking I thought we might have been able to make it But unfortunately not um, If we get through Israel uh, I personally feel we'll be playing Norway I think Norway will turn over Serbia um, If we do play Norway I think it's going to be a very very difficult task I think you've got to look at the some of the players I'm not clued up in my Norwegian footballers But there's three big names that stick out to me It's Christopher Ayer It's Mohamed Elinusi And it's Erling Braut Haaland from Red Bull Salzburg I mean, you look at the goals that boy Haaland scored in, in the Champions League and in domestic league, you look at that, that's frightening. That is absolutely frightening. And the fact that we would have to go there and play them when he's on that form is mm. absolutely terrifying. When you've got Scott McKenna and um, the boy Gallagher possibly playing mm. the two centre-backs up against Haaland, who has turned over the likes of Joe Van Dijk and stuff like that in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, Craig, I wouldn't disagree with that. Haaland looks like a real, real prospect. He's scoring... Seven goals already in the Champions League is the top scorer in the group stages. Um, I'm trying to word this carefully because 
El Yunusi is a very good player We've seen him Christopher Ayer Is a very good player But do we sometimes Do ourselves a disservice Craig I will repeat something I said earlier on yep. If you were looking at this If you were a Norwegian fan Surely you would be able To then rhyme off Andy Robertson And Scott McTominay And John McGinn Because these are guys They'll see on television All the time Playing in the English Premier League Should we be more fearful Of Mohamed El Yunusi Than Norway should be Of some of those guys That I just mentioned See, it'd be brilliant if they were playing in the Scotland squad every time we had an international break. But you see these boys pulling, you see these boys pulling out because they, they they would have watched. Some of them might have watched, or they'll be watching the highlights of our game against Kazakhstan, and they'll be looking at that and thinking, they've got that boy Andy Robertson, they've got that boy Scott McTominay, Kieran Tierney. Boys are on big big packets of money every week. You look at Kieran Tierney, just went for twenty five million. They'll be looking at that squad and thinking, but where is he? Why is he not there? And then they'll see the pictures that came out today of him training in Arsenal. There was that Arsenal put up pictures of him training shorts and t-shirts, even though it was freezing weather. I mean, I looked at that and I thought, hold on a minute, I thought he was injured. How come he wasn't in the Scotland setup? I mean, it's 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 boys at these. I just genuinely think some of them just can't be bothered. I, I, I think that would be, that, I don't think that would be said of uh, Kieran Tierney. Yeah. That's not his style. As I said earlier. The clubs here players now have dictate, a level of power, don't they? Yeah, players dictate are, are dictated too by the clubs, uh, and Arsenal, through Unai Emery, say that he's managing an injury and therefore could not be made available. Now, Steve Clark can contest this further down the line by saying, "All right, in the five-day rule, if he can't play for us on Wednesday, he can't play for you on Saturday." But it remains to be seen what happens. As I say, four and a half months from now. The picture will either be clearer or as clear as mud because who knows what issues Arsenal might have four and a half months from now. Who knows where Liverpool will be in terms of the their league and the Champions League. There are so many imponderables and we're going to have to wait four months to find out what they are. Craig and Johnson, thank you very much. Maybe speak to you over the weekend depending on how your Kilmarnock side get on. Uh, what about tonight's teaser? Jerry mm. and Erskine says, can you name the nine players in the Scottish Premiership at the moment Who have caps for Northern Ireland You're doing not too bad You've actually got four already You've got Stephen Davis You've got Connor Washington Michael Smith And Niall McGinn Stephen Davis is on Twitter He's thrown in uh, one that you've not got yet Who mm. else has taken part? Mikey has I think Mikey might have rhymed them all off Stop it uh, By the way, I think so Yeah, I think so uh, What have you two got? I'm What about a boy Jones? Jordan Jones? Yes At Rangers Yes Thank you right. No I'm struggling <laughs> <laughs> Five I've got here Five um, down four to go Kennedy It's a boy Kennedy Matthew Kennedy for, Yeah from, from mm, St Johnson No caps oh. yet I don't think by the way I'll tell you what Jerry sent this question Maybe a couple of weeks ago So I'll check that for you By in the way case. that could be um, I'm I, sure he just I broke think, Yeah, recently. He, he certainly got call ups I'll let mm. check if he got on Alright okay And I'll do that During these We'll get the well, answers we'll next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray is here. Hugh Evans is alongside him. And at the moment, I can tell you Linlithgow Rose. One Falkirk two is the scoreline from the derby oh, no, in the Scottish one was, Cup. Ah, one it didn't stand. One was you see, off, uh, uh, Connor Salmond with uh, Salmond two, yes. with a double for Falkirk. Declan McManus thought he had made it three-one. The referee had other ideas, and for that a new interim duo of Lee Miller and David McCracken, it's, it's well so far so good in terms of the scoreboard. But I'm sure they'll be hoping for a bit more 
comfort in yes, the scoreline. Exactly. Uh, but they may have to wait until the second half to find it because we're almost at the interval. Uh, yes, we are. Let's revisit the teaser quickly. Tonight's question, and remember, we're always on the lookout for these questions. If you want to hear your question on the show in the future, the address you need is full time at Clyde1.com That's exactly the address Jerry used tonight Jerry Erskine says Can you name the nine players Currently in the Scottish Premiership Who have Northern Ireland caps <laughs> You started Like a steam train You were absolutely flying Since then The, the train's broken down yeah. I must say Stephen Davis Jordan Jones Connor Washington Michael Smith Niall McGinn So you've got five down Four to go I'm struggling at the moment I have to be honest We might need clues uh, Jordan has got every one of them on Twitter. Well done to Jordan, and one one of them's a cracker. The rest, I'm not. I've no sympathy with you for the rest. The rest are doable. One mm. is brilliant, great knowledge. If you get one of them, mm. um, but there are a couple of other ones there that mm, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> I must say. What about other clubs? Right? I'll, I'll try and nudge you in the right direction. What are you thinking? Uh, Kamarnock. I feel as if as a, a, an Irishman at Kamarnock. The boy, the boy Bruce. Where did did he get a cap? I cannot believe you've gone and nailed the difficult one. That's the <laughs> difficult one. Oh, I don't believe it. You say? I mean, he's Steve Bruce's boy, and Steve know, Bruce played for England, did he not? So, Brilliant. oh, you I go. can't believe Alec, it. Alec Bruce. Yes, yes. the Brewster. They call that one better to be lucky than good because yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a complete guess. Alex Bruce, well done. You've got three other ones that are much easier than that. I know, I know but I'm more interested in getting the hard ones. I leave the easy ones to Hugo. Glory Hunter. Speaking of which you uh, uh, Tremendous timing On my part the other day um, I bored everyone to tears With the story We don't need to go over it I've been off You've obviously noticed yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bed bound Or house bound certainly And you know what you do When you're off You just flick through Sports channels constantly Honestly it's the sports channels Aye. I flick through Aye, so you do. Um, And you're watching se- Seasons from 92 And from 2001 And you're flicking through it all So the other day I come down Surgical stockings on Sky Sports Premiership years Magnificent Beautiful. Love it Trip down memory lane Up at Pops Man United And it says And there was a feisty encounter Against Sunderland Next thing There's the bold Alex Ray yeah. Sticking the nut on Andy Cole Red card to them both Off you go And a wee chuckle to myself I must admit I have to be honest You're much more mild mannered Graham Paul ruined the game there was no headbutt involved. It was a little kind of. Oh, it was a nudge with the head. Sorry. Yeah, it was nothing, Hugh. Are you back to me and Bruni? There was no pinning against any wall. Yes. So just to, it was a nudge with the head. Well, was it? I was actually looking at that as well. Gone. Somebody sent me a picture, and I think it was. It was me. First or second v fourth, and I think I remember mm. about four. Uh, about February time. It was a brilliant time. I don't. I'll hold my hands up here and say I've I've been a bit cheeky with this because I I, I sent you that one on Twitter, didn't I? What I didn't tell you is to be fair. The very next day. Was the 30 yard screamer Into the top corner Against Bolton I'm glad you're Kind of highlighting All the, the, the plus points Yeah it was, um, it was a, But I yeah, kept that one to top myself 50, Top 50 Premier League goals If anybody wants to see it um, it, it wasn't bad And I, I, I say that Through gritted teeth But it wasn't bad at all Let's look at one of the Other big fixtures tomorrow Yes um, Really significant day for Hibs It's a new era mm. Jack mm. Ross in charge Confident as you would imagine That he can turn their fortunes around With the players that are already there He takes charge for the first time Against Motherwell uh, At home His side at the moment Eighth in the Premiership I think being at home Is a great way to start um, Having been involved in games At Easter Road As a player Coach and manager I always enjoyed going there It's a terrific venue To be involved in And, and now having the opportunity To be there As, as a manager at Hibs Is fantastic So um, But yeah That good barometer first To for me to gauge where we're at and, and obviously where we aspire to be because right now Motherwell are in positions in the league that we would like to be and at this moment in time if you like give us that platform so a good test for us 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He yeah, said it's a good barometer, uh, and it is. Um, use any expression you like. Acid test. Um, Jack is very articulate. He's had his ups and downs at Sunderland, uh, but he's clearly a good manager. He wouldn't have got to Sunderland in the first place. But now, I'm afraid the talking has to stop. The photographs have been put away, and now you have to return results. Mm. And Alex, listen, you don't have to win your first game in charge, obviously. You can, you can win them at any, any stage. It just, but it helps. It, it, it <laughs> does, doesn't it? It gives you... Forget the fans for a second, not to say that they're not important, they're hugely important, but does it make it easier for players to buy into what a new manager does if they get that victory on the board yeah. quickly? And I think also, uh, Gordon, I think it's important to highlight that they're only two points off six. So, aesthetically, they will jump up the league as well, you would imagine, you know, uh, above Ross County. So... Uh, it's an opportunity for Jack to get into that top six And it's also, you know, to get back up and running after the Sunderland one But I think it's a brilliant job Because you look at, you know, they probably need a couple of players in January A bit more robust, they look a bit flimsy to me uh, And I think he can actually do that So, you know, I think it's it's a good job because of mm. where they are looking up the way And of course up against Motherwell A mention to the good folks there, Hugh Who <laughs> appreciated that we were doing the, the show from my living room last uh -huh. night mm -hmm. And uh, Charles Dunn, the Motherwell defender, rang the doorbell oh. And just came and got involved in the show uh, midway through right, right out of the blue he, he kicked Mark Wilson off the, the nice armchair Mark Wilson had to sit on the floor like a wee boy at Christmas When the adults uh, come in and, and take the seat um, And just came in and, and, and was chatting away about the job Stephen Robinson's doing The speculation linking him with other jobs and so on If you remember, a real sign of where Hibs have been at was that the convincing victory for Motherwell when the sides met at Fir Park. Can Motherwell go there and cause them difficulties? Without question. Uh, you know, that uh, Jack in his interview there said that Motherwell are where Hibs ought to be and have the number of points that Hibs should be getting. Mm. And that's because they've got a very good manager and very good players and they are. A pest to Jack Ross in his first game as Hibs manager Because as I say, a good start is imperative Okay quick, three more on the teaser I've teed it up beautifully for you Come on, Motherwell there They've got the Northern Irish manager They must have some Northern Irish players mm, Motherwell um, One of them's been pretty good this season Polworth? Nope, he's Scottish I think oh, Right, okay um, what's Another one that's been pretty good Who's been scoring a lot of goals? Who's been surprising Liam people? Donnelly. Liam Donnelly. Liam Donnelly. Uh-huh. Mm. And what about in goal? The, this is... Oh, Gillespie. No, he's English, but the other one must be must be, must be be one of the best number two goalies in the league because there was a time when this he's, guy he's was... He's that good that we can't even remember him. Who, who is he? No, but think about it. He was. He just was in fire. And then initials, he's, he's had a really initials. difficult time. TC. Carson. Carson. Trevor oh, Carson. And the last one, Ross County. Striker Mackay Billy Mackay I thought about him earlier There we go uh, Listen it's all set up For a really good weekend It's going to be great To have the domestic football back Please do join us From 2 o'clock tomorrow uh, Some really big games Across the divisions That you want to keep your eyes on In the Premiership Celtic Livy Hibs Motherwell Comarnock Hearts And St Mirren Ross County I will be here Alex Ray will be here But we're taking Hugh Keevens out After tonight's <laughs> show For his 70th birthday So you have to tune in At 2 o'clock tomorrow Just to make sure That he makes it along On time In the meantime Stay there GBX Friday's up next
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.